I am determined. I'm putting on good vibes. Like, this is a summer of love. For, for you specifically? For all, I mean, I don't know. For me, I feel like I'm shit in luck for oh, that kind quiet. of stuff. But, um, no, I, I, I don't know. I think I just have, like, a really good feeling about this summer. And Do I you just, have an intuition about it? I have an intuition. I feel like I want, well, most of my friends are married, so it's not like people are going to be meeting people. But I just want this summer to be, like, a summer where we can kind of just rest in loving each other and goodness mm-hmm. and and excitement and joy like i just i feel good things coming, i feel you on that you yeah. know yeah and it, it probably helps to start that off by being hopeful yeah general, and i just was like, like have that perspective already yeah when i am not like a new year's resolution kind of person but i wrote a list of goals for this year mm-hmm. and one of them was like throw parties for your friends Rad. and so i've like done that a few times and like i don't know i my brother is probably the most generous person I know when it comes to finances. Like he'll just, he just loves to love on people. Mm. Um, and I think for a long time, you know, like being a student, being a grad student, working like three part-time jobs, Mm -hmm. it's hard to like think in a space that's generous. And so like going into this year, I was like, I really want to be a generous person with my time, with my like presence. Like when I'm here, I'm here. I never look at my phone when I'm out to dinner with friends or when I'm out with friends. Or even mm. when I'm home, I'm just like, I'm with people. So I'm going to love these people. Um, and so I think I just was inspired to go into this year of like, I want to love on my friends, like the people who are my people, you mm-hmm. know, I have incredible people. So why not just like give them drinks and Throw a party. hang out and yeah. have a time to be silly and whatever, it's you know, kind of what life's all about, like yeah. making connections and being with yeah. your people. One of my like, okay, this is like a real deep heart thing. Something I, like, want to do, I see, like, in my future, I want to have, like, a once-a-month dinner for the rest of my life. Like, I want to have people over. Anyone's welcome. Like, if you just met someone and you were coming, you could invite them. And it's, like, a sharing of experience. So you could read a poem. You could read, like, an entry from a book that you were inspired by. You could share a funny story. Mm -hmm. We have food. We have wine. And it's just a time to, like celebrate life that's what i want to do i want to have a house where people can just walk in yeah and so i think for me this year was like i'm going to start that you know i don't have my own house i share an apartment with people um but why not start Mm -hmm. doing that celebrating my friends i like that i like that and really just kind of slowing down and and yeah managing and just cherishing your connections and and upkeeping them and yeah i love it just yeah. like the loving on your friends. Yeah. I like that perspective. And like, you know, relationships come and go and hopefully I find my person. But like my friends are constant. And so I'm going to pour into them and like come what may with everything else. But like my people are incredible. Mm-hmm. I think they're the best. Uh, <laughs> like, how many I roommates do you have? Um, I have three. One of, I would only say like um, t- I'm friends with two of them just because one girl kind of came in in a transition in her life but mm-hmm. um i live with my best friend we've lived together for three years and i have maybe like six or seven best friends like my inner circle mm-hmm. you know they know everything about me and then i kind of have like rings i guess mm-hmm. of people that i'm close with you know mm-hmm. um but my my inner ring 
the best people in the world. Yeah. Best women in the world. I can tell you love them a lot. Love just them. how, you, by the way, you my brother's in them. that ring too. My brother is yeah. incredible, but mostly women. <laughs> it's like six women and my brother. <laughs> That's who's going to be standing up in my wedding. I honestly think that's a pretty badass concept mm-hmm. to have like both genders on either side or yeah. just a fat party. Like, I mean, the idea of one side being all men and women yeah, is very like traditional and kind of cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, because that's not like, where is that defined as the rules? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, what are the rules? Those, like silly traditions. I saw something at the gym today on the screen, like on the news that some woman had like 29 bridesmaids. Wow. I was like, Out that's here. a lot that's of a friends. That's a big inner circle, girl. Well, I've, I've thought about that. And it's like, if I ever find myself having to plan a wedding and be like, all right, here's my groomsmen. Like, I have a lot of solid dudes yeah. in my life that I love. Yeah. And part of me is just like, well, Everybody. screw it. Like, let's <laughs> all just be a part of this damn thing. I feel that way, too. Yeah, I, like yeah. that. I, like that. I think I also want, like, it's funny we're talking about this, but I feel like I'm nowhere near close getting married. Yeah, me neither. And I don't even know if I ever will. Like, but like, my just, it's an interesting thing to like think about. Like, if I was Say in it. that position, yeah. Same thing. If you could think about that about anything, like anything. if I was, yeah, if I was this focus. job, but right? Be if hopeful, I did this, be hopeful and, about it. Yeah, you know? put it into the universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've just thought like I want my wedding to feel like a party where everyone knows our relationship. I don't understand why you would invite people who like have never met your spouse. Like, if you've been with them for even a few months, I, for me, because I'm, like, very friendships-based, like, mm-hmm. you know the person I'm dating. You know them well. And so for, if you don't know them, it's like, why are you here? And I get that with, like, certain distant relatives, like, they live in other states or whatever. But for me, it's like, I want to have a small, kick-ass party where, like, we are celebrating love and life and, mm-hmm. like, we're dancing the whole time. Yes. And I just have my people with me, you know. It's yeah. like I don't care about anything else. Yeah, and they Bring should whatever know, they should you know want. your your spouse as well as they yeah, know you. Yeah, like you should right? know the person I'm yeah. marrying because I've been in weddings where I don't know my friend's husband, and it's like that's crazy, yeah. you know. Like that's that's weird. Now that you actually break it down, that is so weird. I've it's, been in weddings like that too. It's I'm your like, people, yeah, you know. Yeah, and you're like, like, why don't I know the person you're going to spend the rest of your exactly. life with? Like, this is my cousin, and um, I kind of have met you maybe three times. Yeah, like if my over grandma the span doesn't of five know years your deepest like... secrets, we're not getting married. Oh, really? That's just how my family is. <laughs> I just also feel like a lot of like weddings is about pleasing people besides the bride and groom. Yeah, and, and I'm it not about that. Becomes this like. Yeah. outward thing where it's like you got to invite your second cousin jerry and i will not because you know jerry's got to be, be there and he's gonna and it's like i don't care yeah that's it's, not, not, it's not his age not you about jerry. it's not he's not getting married yeah. <laughs> i also feel like it's just you know seasons of life too like if i was getting married when i thought i was gonna get married when i was like 21 way different you know uh, yeah. but now it's like yeah like you don't know the person I'm marrying. Like, I hope you're not offended. Like, my hope is never to hurt other people. Yeah. In the sense of saying, I don't care what you think. You know, it's like, it's not to hurt you. It's like, it's perspective of like, I'm about to commit my life to the person that I just said I'm in love with and will like death to us part. And you don't even know their name. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to come? Yeah. Like, why do you want to come? You know? Yeah. So thoughts on plus ones. Well, I love that. For my <laughs> 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 oh my god except for that random that i was dating that month no um 
I mean, that's different. It was nice to have a plus one, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's great. great. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a safe haven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you have someone like, to hang out with, know. someone to dance with. Yeah. And that's different. With. It's more of like, it's those distant relatives. Like, I have a huge family on my dad's side that I don't know really any of them. And it's not to offend, but it's like at this point in my life, like if I were getting married tomorrow, they wouldn't be there. And it's not because I hate them. It's not because I wish ill things towards them. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. They don't know me. Mm-hmm. They don't know the people in my life. They don't know what I, f- what I fight for. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would I have you there for the most intimate thing? Like, I think mm-hmm. weddings have lost that intimacy of, like, mm-hmm. this is a, a love bond, a relationship, a commitment. It's not, a, it's not this, like... I don't know. Like a parade. It's not a parade, mm, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah, not, but don't you think don't you could even, like, use that? I know it sounds weird when I say it like that, but use your wedding as a means to try and, like, show people how important they are to you or try to, like, start those connections True. with with people yeah. in your family or friends or whatever and be like, I want to invite you to my wedding because whatever. I, I want to get to know you more. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You could. That's so true. I didn't even think about that, Mike. Yeah, because, because people feel honored when they go to weddings. They do. Like, I feel honored. I feel very honored when I'm invited to a wedding. I do too. I'm, I'm like, like, really? I put it on me? my fridge. I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Save yeah. the day. It's like, you thought of me. Yeah. And you want me there for your day. That's very honoring. I will yeah. be there. You but know I also I mean? think to me, and I know this isn't popular among a lot of women, but like, it's just one day. I have my whole rest of my life, the rest of my marriage to honor other people. Mm-hmm. it's a day and it's a reflection of that point in my life mm-hmm. you know like i didn't stand up at my brother's wedding because we weren't close then i didn't like my sister-in-law and right now she's like one of my best friends i Damn. love her so much but we weren't close and like for me i was like it wouldn't make sense for me to stand up with you because mm-hmm. i don't know you and we're not close we're not in a good place in our life and so to me, like when I look back on those pictures, I don't like regret not standing up at my brother's wedding because it's a reflection of that day. I see what you're saying. Like I think sometimes people put way too much pressure on the wedding to be this like moment to bookmark their whole life. And it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's a day. And it's a beautiful yeah. day. But like we have our whole marriage, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm so close with my brother and sister-in-law now, but it took time. For and sure. And I don't regret saying no then. And like, I'm not going to regret who I choose in my wedding when I get married because it's going to be a reflection of who I'm close to then. It's one day. I have the whole rest of my life to include and to love and to cherish. But it's, you know. For sure. It's like who I invited to my party on Sunday. It's the same process in my mind. It's like I'm close to these people. Yeah. If I had the party next year. Would I have another friend in there? Probably. Would you invite us? I thought about that because I've been... <laughs> like, maybe not. Oh, I'm on the chopping block so. right now. You guys have to prove yourself now? No, just well, I think, no. first of all, hi. Yeah. Here we are. We uh, haven't even said welcome back to blank with friends yet. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan, and we have Shelby here with us. Hi. <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> we've, we've already been talking. <laughs> we, uh, we've already been, been in on this right now. For like so. 20 minutes. Has it been 20 minutes? Hard. Not even. It's know. been like 10. But oh, either way. It felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good, good thing, dude. Good thing. Um, That's a good thing. I liked, I liked that discussion because I've been to a couple weddings recently and had a lot of different emotions about like how I felt about the yeah. union mm-hmm. and how I like mm-hmm. just looked at it as an event and thinking about like if I was ever to do this. Mm-hmm. how I would do it so drastically differently. Mm. Um, and just, I, I'm kind of like leaning more towards your vibe where it's like, 
I'm going to invite the same people that I would invite to like a small yeah. like backyard barbecue. My my, <laughs> my people, my gathering at this moment in life. You know, I just think <clears throat> I think also just as you grow up, I think you just realize like there's so many other important things. Like mm-hmm. when I get married, like that'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be a lovely thing. I'll spend time with it. I'll put details into it that I enjoy. But it's a day. And like to me, it's not, it's nothing more than that. It's a beautiful day. It's a day I will remember. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be so many other days. And I already have days in my life that I look back on and think like, that's one of my favorite days, you know? And so I just think it's one of those things that gets blown out of proportion because there's a whole industry behind it. And it's a beautiful thing. But like to be reminded that, it's just a day. For sure. You know? Yeah, definitely. So no bridezilla for you on your wedding day? I don't know. I mean, I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, actually. I have it's going to be perfect. No, I mean, actually. I have, I mean, yeah, maybe just because I am a woman. And so I've been kind of shown those things my whole life. Like mm. I have definitely thought about what I'd want it to look like, but it's what I have said, you know, like a party with my closest friends. And, you know, I have all these ideas of like, pretty things bwf boys are there yeah you guys are podcasting yeah. live uh, at yeah. <laughs> hi coming to you live like, she's yeah. walking down the aisle <laughs> she looks happy excuse me pastor is he Chub, crying? how do you is feel he crying <laughs> he better cry so help me god coming up in the mic yeah. with the camera dude. oh man oh, my goodness if you cry i would cry i feel I, when people start crying i start feeling the emotions oh, I, do too. Like, I cry at every wedding oh yeah i, I saw love, my love. i saw my cousin start choking up when his um bride or wife yeah. to be bride was walking down the aisle towards him and mm. he was like choking up he's like <clears throat> <laughs> so funny. That's okay. funny i know my but... brother was like holding his mouth he had like huge red eyes and yeah. you were there it was so beautiful i wasn't yeah. yeah i was at the reception you didn't come to the ceremony i was i landed <gasps> I how dare you <laughs> no i wasn't at the ceremony i landed from new york like that day and booked it from airport like had clothes and everything and got there and i missed the ceremony dang yeah. that's so sweet that you still came though oh of course i mean trevor and i were really oh tight God. at that point um but i just couldn't make it to the ceremony you be oh, like that so sometimes sweet, i've missed a couple ceremonies in my life and showed up to the reception really? yeah mm. i'm it's... like a very punctual person like i get there early again i have anxiety so <laughs> i think you got here like right at six that's what i do yeah. <laughs> that's my job. also i think being a therapist like i start my sessions on the hour yeah so i think i'm just kind of like attuned to like you know i said i would be here i'm here and it's the whole thing what i was saying earlier too like my phone is away i'm present with you mm. you have my full attention i think i'm just kind of that you're like very in the moment then yeah i'm trying to be i think i i haven't been in my past and so i think it's been like an intentional re adjusting mm. so does that um maybe mean that you're spontaneous i am a spontaneous person mm. although i think being in grad school it's really hard to be spontaneous when you have like three a free schedule. hours oh yeah <laughs> like, i'm gonna be so spontaneous in this I'm gonna small go to a window 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> i'm crazy <laughs> you know what give me the venti yeah. Yeah. <laughs> extra wild today oh you know God. what that is my life Ad shot right now you know what F cindy it. do it you know what F F it. It. <laughs> i don't even care about the extra 25 cents yeah oh my god are you sure i do Shelby? though add it back yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please um yeah i think i am i think in my core like i'm a pretty like 
whatever like come what may whatever will come like let's mm-hmm. do it i like to i like to text people at random times to be like what are you doing let's go do this yes i like that. um but i also think because of being a professional you kind of have to walk that boundary and i think it's taken a while honestly for me to find like my professionalism versus my personal life and being okay that like they are both reflections of me because mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. when you first enter the professional world it's like this doesn't feel like me like it didn't feel like me dressing. Like, I had never worn slacks before, you know? And I was like, this isn't me. Um, <laughs> I have, like, messy hair, and, and I like that. And so there's just, like, all these things that I had to, like, come to terms with of, like, this is still me. It's a different version of me. Um, yeah. So I right think, yeah, yeah, I think professional, personal boundaries or whatever. So right on. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I forgot you. That's how it be. But, I mean, you guys both work professional jobs, yeah. but you're both kind of casual but my, people. So. My, my job is so casual. Really? I've gone into the office in um, my slippers. Have you slippers? really? I yes, I have. for you. Yeah. Uh, today, I left <laughs> we're at... We're both like, ugh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> today, I left at... I've gotten more casual as the years have gone. Yeah. Mm. I left at 1 o'clock today to come back home because I wanted to shower. Thank you. Literally that. So sweet. Wow, you're done. <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. Well, I appreciate it. No, you know there's those days like to be on just you know, oh, yeah. you have those days where you're like, I don't feel twice a good. Week. Maybe like, twice a week. Yeah. Wait, you shower, you shower twice, twice a, week? a week? I feel judged. Okay. <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Better for your body oils. Uh, but we'll uh, get into yeah. that later. Yeah. Well, yeah, less. That's a different segment. But. Yeah. Is it? I didn't know we had segments lined up. <laughs> no, In my mind. No, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, but you know yeah. when you kind of feel gross. Oh yeah. And it's more totally. of a, it's probably more of a mental thing than it is like a physical whatever. Yeah. But I, I was like, I want to go home and shower. Oh, so I get that. So I came that. home and shower. Yeah. So my my workplace is very relaxed. Interesting. And yeah, you feel like relaxed. you've gotten more casual. Well, I started teaching in my student teaching in a district that is like way more professional and upright and so i was wearing ties every day and so I, I carried that bow tie or no i'm straight tie? I'm, a, I'm a straight tie but like kind of person skinny tie or i mean a nicer tie like a trendier tie like i don't i don't think you can picture me in some like cross pattern tie like that's just I not mean, my vibe i could picture it polka dots you is it wrong i don't know <laughs> <laughs> is it you who knows oh my goodness who's to say um, but yeah, I I would wear that, and I carried that over into my new job where I currently work. And I'm looking around me, and some people were wearing mm. shorts. And then I was like, I don't care. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna still do this. And yeah. And then after the first year, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I don't have to wear a tie every day. Yeah. And I then it's I've like, oh, after that. the after the next year, it was like, man, it's at least you know what? At least I'll wear a collared shirt and pants. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, after yeah. that, it was like, well, I'll I'll wear a t-shirt as long as it's like school themed. Interesting. And then after okay. that, I was like, like, with a bus on it or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, like a TC, it has like, a oh, yeah. like I got, I got different shirts for like working in like different like yeah, clubs yeah. or sports or stuff like that, and it would yeah. be at least like still like school. Yeah, supportive. yeah, like Titans or something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. right. You know, I was thinking my mind immediately went something to like theme. like a shirt with like a pencil on it or something. It says like a I'm like this is good, right? <laughs> has like nerd Leap. on it. <laughs> oh Leap my gosh, place. I am not that kind of person at all. No, maybe the graphic tees. No. Not graphic um, tees what about uh actually, t-shirts with like flames or like dinosaurs or like even a I, I just got no this is real this is me this is who i'm meant to be um this is who i'm meant to be she says i just drop it got, on me i just thought 
Jurassic Park t-shirt from the boys section of the thrift store. That's and cool, I'm though. obsessed with it. Jurassic Park. I almost tight. wore it tonight, no, but I was tight. like, I don't know. They're not ready for this. They're yeah. not ready. <laughs> um, no, but I think, uh, I think I've done a similar thing, like being personal and professional. And I think, I think I also had to come to terms with like being in my personal life, being a spontaneous person and being mm-hmm. a goofy person. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm a, I don't really care. Like I send really weird texts or I, I yeah. wear weird things or I say weird things and I, I I feel fine about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in my professional life, though, it's like I am honored to be someone's therapist, to hold their story, to walk with them in life, and I take that so seriously. And so it's just a different part of me. Like I'm a really um, – I get to press more into my empathy. I get to press more into my, I don't know, presence and mm-hmm. – um, I love what I do. I think it just took a while of like figuring out the boundary. And I think in your young 20s or mid 20s, it's a line you have to learn of like mm-hmm. personal, professional and and not feeling like, oh, I'm not a spontaneous person anymore because I work a nine to five. It's like, that's not true. You know, like, no, 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 no. You're still you. You just have responsibility. And, and you have to be professional. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you should be honored, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to carry the role you play. How long have you been in the field? So I professionally professionally no so i'm actually i'm in grad school i'm i just finished my third year so i'm going into my fourth year of Woo-hoo. grad school nice. ow, ow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go go beavers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're asking i'm trying to think of something dumb like go be wombats i'll probably this, bitch. <laughs> so good i oh love that moment uh, yeah, so I'm still in training, so I'm not a psychologist right now. Mm. Um, don't think I'm a psychologist right now. I could deal with ethical issues. Um, no, I have been in training for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the honor of like working with a variety of university students and community clients in the La Mirada area because I'm at Biola. Mm-hmm. Um, and this next year, I'm working <clears throat> at Loma Linda University Hospital on their pediatric floor. I'm working with the trauma unit, and I'm really, really oh, excited about that. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I've been honored to be someone's therapist. I've had the privilege of being a teaching assistant so I can teach other people how to do therapy, which is wild. Like, yeah. you know, just walking through and realizing, like, I actually know enough to Damn, teach you someone. The, you I know? got these skills. <laughs> I, I'm a therapist. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah, and I, I love it. But um, this next year will be my last year. So that's mm. crazy. And then I'll go to internship, which is um, you apply all over the United States. Mm-hmm. You get whatever interviews you get. And then on match day, you get told where you're going. So they like station you almost. Yeah. So it's like I apply to certain places, but it's like you're going to Seattle, Washington, and mm. then I'm going to move there. Andrew really? did that. They straight up do that in yeah. the, the whole sector. Yeah. Really? Andrew, oh Andrew did that, bro. When he was getting his uh, physical therapy. To become a doctor of physical therapy, he went and they just stationed him somewhere. Yeah. Whoa. Straight up. It's based off of the need, probably? No, it's based off of where you apply. It's just like a job. It's based off of where you apply. And then there's an algorithm of, like, they ranked you one, you ranked them two, so you're going to go there. Like, it's an it's a ranking system. Hmm. So after all of my interviews this next year, I'll rank my favorites. And then they'll rank their favorite interviewees. And then based on the algorithm, they just place you somewhere. Whoa. And you have to go. That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that I was like that. Yeah. And so that'll be my internship year. And then I'll come back, get my doctorate, be a doctor, get licensed, 
open up my own practice, change lives. <laughs> hey, what is it about being a someone's therapist that makes mm. you feel so honored? Oh, I mean, is it being there for someone? Is it helping them break through something? What is it? Um, you know, I think I feel like I caught up to what I was made to do. And so it's kind of hard to explain, but when I'm sitting with someone and they're sharing with me the the evils in their life or the joys in their life or the darkest things that have happened and I am like gifted that information. Mm. I mean I don't know how you could not be honored by that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. feel honored when my friends share things with me, but to be someone's therapist, to be the person they trust the most in some situations to walk with them, to respect them, to not judge them. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an incredible thing. And I it's so crazy. I I mean, I hope you guys feel this way. I hope other people feel this way, but I feel like I found a job like if it wasn't made it was like someone made it for me mm. like so you be, you being feel, a psychologist is shelby you know that's yeah. what it felt like you feel very purpose-filled then i bet yeah okay. i love i i get to do research which is really cool i hope to be a professor one day um i get to do private practice if i want to like getting your doctorate in psychology really means you could do anything and everything and i think for me having a being um advanced in a field that's so general is really good for me because i don't think i could be someone who's like clocks in at the same place for 25 years that's just not me mm-hmm. i think i need to be able to have variety and opportunity and psychology really is that you know you mm-hmm. can teach you can do research you can work in a hospital a prison a private practice mm-hmm. community mental health like there's so many things you can do um so yeah, I'm really excited about my career. I'm a very career-driven person, so cool. yeah. yeah. The question that comes up for me, because something that I think you're so passionate about in everything. what you're doing. Well, everything. No, I mean, yeah. I just specifically what you were just sharing, though, is yeah. being blessed with that person's story. Yes. And I think the way that that is influencing you in such a positive manner is, is going to be something that I think be, might become a burden just from my own personal experience of like, I love teaching so much and I love every kid mm. so much, but there's just some kids sure. that like, and then I would take that home and be just like, I can't like this kid. And yeah. it's like, and because there's such a deep love for, you know, the patient or the student or mm-hmm. it's just different, obviously in our sure, fields, yeah, yeah. but I, I relate in some senses. Have you thought about the fact that like, because you love those people so much, like you are going to be carrying. Yeah a lot of different people's burdens on you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, it is something we talk about a lot. Like self-care is really important. You know, finding the things that give you life. Um, I think I tend to be a workaholic, to be honest. I really love to do a lot of things and I overwhelm my plate. And I I think I've had to really work through in my own therapy, like, how to not overwhelm myself all the time Mm -hmm. but I like to be busy I like to work um but you're right I mean my work is emotional you know it's personal it's intense Mm -hmm. and it is hard because it's also confidential so like when I've been in relationships you know they can tell like I'm off and they're like oh how was your day and I'm like it was okay it was hard and I can't share what happened at work Mm -hmm. you know so I think I've had to learn I think that's why 
you know, I, I'm lucky that some of my best friends are also therapists and I can talk with them about things that are going on, obviously protecting confidentiality, but like, you know, I can say like, I have a patient who's dealing with this. I'm having a hard time being a student. I still have consultation. I have professors who are incredible. I can talk to my own therapist about stuff. So I I have outlets for Mm. the depths that I get to with people, but you're right. There are times when I come home and, you know, to be honest, like, not in a shock value way, but like I, I deal with suicide all the time. Yeah. You know, I have people harming themselves. I have people telling me they're going to kill themselves all the time. And Mm. that's just the nature of being a therapist. And so, you know, it's, it is a delicate thing to hold, but I also think like, sorry, I meant to mute this. I also think, um, that was scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dark moment. Um, I don't know. I feel like, Honestly, I think when I was younger, I thought there was something wrong with me that I was not callous, but could hold intense things. Yeah. You know, like I don't feel shaken by a lot of things, maybe because of my own background and having a lot of hard things happen to me where I just walk into a room and I'm like, of course that happened. You know, of Mm -hmm. course you want to kill yourself. I get it. You know, like I just I have maybe a, a tolerance that's not normal for some but great for being a therapist i don't know but Mm -hmm. i think valuing self-care um having good people in your life that remind you you have a life outside of your job is important and i think also like being fit for the job you have and and i i think that's me i hope that's me that like i'm doing a job that i was made to do because i don't feel the intensity of a lot of things because of my own background which i think is actually really helpful so Mm. do you mind sharing what that is in your background that made it helpful yeah i mean i um i grew up in a home where there was it felt like walking on eggshells you know my dad was not the best and that caused for a lot of tension um i think him and i butt heads the most Mm. um because i've always been kind of a straight shooter and i've always been a passionate person and so when i feel like something is wrong i say it and a lot of what i think my dad did in life was wrong and so i called him out he didn't like that obviously being 14 you don't have power and so i had a lot of bad things happen to me when i was young I moved out when I was 16. I skipped a grade so I could graduate early because I wanted to get out of the house. Um, So I went to college when I was 16 and uh, got in bad relationships because I didn't know what to look for in men because I had a bad dad. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think there's a lot of like, not stereotypical, but expected outcomes of Mm. of the upbringing I had, you know, bad romantic relationships. Um, you know, one in three women have been raped or sexually assaulted. I'm part of that statistic. And so having to overcome that at a young age, Mm -hmm. also being Christian, being in a community where you can't talk about certain things. You Mm -hmm. know, I think a lot of things festered in me, a lot of trauma. Um, my church experience has been nothing short of awful. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I think just... I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life. I think I also come from a family where there's been generational trauma. My mom has trauma. My grandma has trauma. Um, So you're kind of holding this kind of like 
collective unconscious, which mm. is a Jungian thought, if we're going to throw a psychologist in here. Um, he says there's a collective unconscious that we all pull from and we can all feel and experience. And I think my family has that generational trauma. You know, bad things happened here. It affected the parenting. Bad things happened here. It affected the parenting. So on. Um, and so I think it took me a really long time to be aware of that, mm -hmm. to understand that, and then to do something different. Um, so, yeah, I think there's been a lot of traumatic things that have happened in my life just to kind of skim the surface of those. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that's what pulls a lot of people into my profession. I think a lot of people who are therapists are people who have had trauma, um, who have been through hard things. And so they, un they can understand on a level that's really unique. You know, like when I sit with my clients and I, I have a lot of female clients who have been raped. That's just kind of the nature of, of our world, unfortunately. And I'm like, I understand. Mm -hmm. And I understand on a level that I can anticipate the emotions you're feeling. And although I don't wish that happened to me, I can use the trauma in my life to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's true of a lot of people who are therapists. It's like you want to understand the things that happen to you. So you get into the field hmm. and help other people. Wow. That's uh, interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I would agree with what you just said completely in my personal life. I think the reason I go deep so much with people is because I'm trying to understand what well, they felt mm -hmm. and, and then kind of reflect that and kind of make sense of what I went through. Yeah. That's so true. I've been thinking about that, like trying to like piece mm -hmm. apart, like why do I go deep so much and why do I like that so much? Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I was at a, a, a church like prayer meeting um, that I like made an appointment for and uh, the lady that was praying over me, she, I, I went in there very skeptical and I was like, we'll see, we'll see what happens, sure, you know? Yeah. Um, so she was praying. She's like, I feel like God's telling me like you went through a lot of emotional trauma. And I looked at her and I instantly started bawling. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, she nailed it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was it. You know, that's mm -hmm. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And I totally get what you mean. Um, when you said that they can kind of uniquely, I guess, empathize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. they've kind of been through something similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think being an empathetic person is hopefully everything something everyone is striving for. I think you should want to empathize with people. But I think when you've been through your own trauma, mm -hmm. like to me, I think I just, maybe to a, a really extreme, like I think I'm more extreme than a lot of my friends, but like I I understand where, where everyone's coming from. You know, like I, I obviously hold my own beliefs really strongly, but like I, I get it. I get it when someone comes in and is like, I don't believe in God. I'm like, get it. I get it when someone comes in and is Buddhist. I get it when someone comes in and is like spending all their money and they don't care. Like, I just, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you could probably understand their feelings towards yeah. all that. Uh, their initial feelings even that got them on that path. Yeah. That's the way I kind of describe that. Like, if someone says something more, is, it can be as simple as two people arguing. Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand like, make sense of it and even replayed in my mind like oh they probably felt like this when he said that exactly. because yeah. maybe somewhere in the past or whatever i just yeah i can anticipate it almost yeah and there are skills we learn you know like i learned how to speak and i think that's actually helped me in my life in general of like how to empathize and how to reflect back what i'm hearing from someone but a lot of it i think you kind of just have to have a gut 
You know, you have to have an attuned gut of what's going on in the room. And when I'm sitting across from a person who is suffering and I'm looking at them, it's it's me and them, you know, like there's no one else in the room and you have to be able to kind of say what's going on and and empathize and reflect without without being a friend. So there's there's different things, you know. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think all therapists, but I think a lot of people who become therapists enter the field because they've had a bad experience in life. Wow. And there's a, a depth, a depth there, which I think we talked about the last time we hung out. It's like, you know, having a certain kind of depth, I think comes from suffering, mm-hmm. not all people, but I think a certain kind of depth yeah. comes from suffering. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, I, I think that depth is beautiful despite the origin of that depth. It's a good way to say that. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I, I can feel way more, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love feeling. And I, I, it's funny because when I was younger, I would really like (laughs) try to break people's shells. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I I was doing because I just wanted to connect, you know, like Mm -hmm. let me in, you know, how to break people's (laughs) shells. But now I'm, I, I would like to say I'm much more tactical with it, but Mm -hmm. I I think you are. Thank you. But I think you, you are like a very depth oriented person. Oh, yeah. I actually think both of you have a lot of like, well, Mike, I think that you are like a very, like you seek out depth in others. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're like really willing to ask vulnerable questions. And Jordan, Thank I think you. you're willing to be vulnerable. And I think that when I've like heard some of the podcasts and just knowing you guys a little bit, like I think, um, I think there's a really beautiful quality and like hearing what people say about you and wrestling with it. You know, like, that's actually something you have to do as a therapist a lot is, like, you know, there's counter-transference. There's things that your clients put on you that Mm -hmm. they've experienced from their parents, you know. So you're, like, well, you're just judging me. And I have to sit with it. I'm, like, am I judging this person? Let me think about that. And I I put it on. There's a psychologist who talks about this. I think it's Benjamin. Um, But they talk about, like, putting on what the client puts on you for Mm -hmm. a little bit, their projections. And wrestling oh. with it and then saying, yeah, it fits or no, it doesn't. And I think you're really good at that. You know, if when people offer you feedback or, or whatever, I think you're good at kind of hearing what people say and being like, you know, that doesn't fit or yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. I think that takes a lot of vulnerability in relationships yeah. to say that. I've not been good at that my whole life. And I've recognized that that's something that I wanted to improve on because Mm. I recognized a lot in my own experiences of people around me that have not been good at it. And then it kind of bounced back to me and recognizing mm. that when people tried to tell me about things that I should correct, I was a little stubborn in that. Yeah. And I really want to make sure that I'm kind of carrying it for a second. You know, like you said, trying yeah. it on. Is this something that I should work on and something that I should change? Or is this something that is true to like the best version of myself that I can be. And I think that sometimes it gets, you know, over projected or maybe even under projected, but I just want to explore the depth of that entirely. And because at the end of the day, like I just really hope that I become the like utmost best person that Jordan could set out to be in his life. Mm -hmm. And the only way that's going to happen is by thinking extremely critically about everybody's perception of me. Yet at the same time, holding on to what I know my truths are and who I am as a man and being able to say, I don't like what you said about me. And I don't think that I am that or, Mm. but that's never going to happen though. If you don't at least hear it and at least Mm. take it for a second and kind of wrestle with it. 
which Mike has seen me go through firsthand because I have no problem wrestling with anything that somebody says about me or anything that I'm a part of. And I want to hear that because how else do you get better? It either strengthens what you're currently doing or you change for the better. Yeah. But Jordan, I think what's so important about what you just said is like you don't collapse when someone offers you something that's really hard to hear because I think that that's, I mean, personally, even for me, outside of being a therapist, when my friends offer me feedback, it's really hard. I'm a pretty stubborn person. It's hard to hear someone you love so much say something that's not flattering. It just is, you know? And and I personally, I think that's something I'm currently working on is like, you know, I just had one of my best friends bring something to my attention. I was like, (sighs) you know, like I don't want to believe that that's true of me, but I'm going to hold it I'm going to wrestle with it because I respect you but I think you're really good at holding that and like not collapsing holding yourself and hearing this feedback yeah there's like a strength that you yeah admit and that you have but I think it's it comes from me not wanting to be fake because if you ask any single one of us in this room right now like like Mike would you like to be told every little thing or like you know would you like to be told these things that you're not good at so you can become a better version of Mike to some degree yeah yes right I think I think all of us would sit here and be like yes yeah Yeah. be like okay give me only exactly not all at once not all at once once. tell me something you like about me first But that's what I'm saying, though, is the only way that happens Mm. is through having somebody actually say that and you being okay taking that for a second and not immediately going with our natural response of being like, no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who I am. You know what I mean? And not being able to take that in and like carry that. bitter place right like i think you I think have- it's natural though i think most people naturally in those confrontations what i'm saying is those mm-hmm. confrontational moments no one's good at it no one wants to be told in You're the right. moment that what they're doing is wrong i don't think anyone is great at confrontation i think you really i think that's i mean i've worked with couples too i think that's something you have to work on mm-hmm. in a relationship is that in friendships, it's different. In a relationship, you have to come face to face with your inability to hear feedback. Hmm. Um, and Dang. I think you're right. I think that there is a, a confrontational piece that no one is good at confrontation. You have to learn that. And I think that's what's stupid about compatibility and looking for someone who you're compatible with is that you're not compatible with anyone, truly. Because yeah, at the source. Because you are a human Mm -hmm. and you want to be told you are good you are great you are loved you are Mm -hmm. awesome Mm -hmm. and when you're in a relationship with someone who sees you intimately they know that's not true all the time Mm -hmm. and i think something that i think a lot of couples have to work through is like okay we have to learn how to communicate because our society tells us you have to know that intuitively and no one does no No. you have to learn how to communicate you have to learn how to love people well Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to be in close intimacy with someone see their flaws hate them in the moment and not hold it over them yeah which is personally i think something that i need to work on in my interpersonals because i it's easy for me to be straight up Mm when i'm not that close to you it's easy i'm not close to you sure you, you have know? nothing to risk yeah nothing to risk but in my interpersonals it's not like i just don't want to hurt them because i've hurt people mm-hmm. with what i've said that have been close to me and that's kind of how my i grew up with my family we were all like that my mom would like cut deep it's yeah. like whoa where's this coming from you know and i would do that too but then i didn't like doing that 
but I learned that, mm. you know? So I'm like, how do I tell you without destroying you right now? And it, what's crazy is like, I feel like I have that ability to pick you apart, but I'm like, how do I say this without doing that? Mm. I don't know. So I just won't say anything right now. Interesting. You know, do you guys think, I mean, for me, I think there's also a position of like, I need to trust that this person isn't going to fall apart and that we can restore even when we've hurt each other. Yeah. I think there's an intolerance for being hurt by your romantic partner. Yeah. And I've been, I think that I, yes, I've been with, um, like in relationships in the past, they have always crumbled Sure. under what I've said. Granted, it probably, I probably didn't say what I said with much grace. No but one does when they're fighting. Yeah, but they absolutely crumble. It's like they melt. Mm. And it's, I don't know what it is. I, I, when I was younger, I always thought, I'm like, man, I just need a girl with like a backbone like that can take what I'm going to say. I'm not yeah. even trying to take, like say it bad, but there are going to be times where I'm, I won't have control of what I say mm-hmm. that well, or I'll maybe let something hurtful out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that it's hurtful, but you you know you got to be strong i don't know i don't yeah. know you know yeah. i don't know so i uh, that's to hold it's... that like like something maddie my best friend who i live with um we t- we talk about a lot because i'm a very confrontational person and she's not mm-hmm. um and we just talked about this we had like an argument and i was like i don't know that hold on that was alexa <laughs> alexa shut up alexa get the <laughs> fuck out of my conversation <laughs> Um, she's gonna respond (laughs) i muted her okay um yeah so i had a conversation with my roommate maddie Mm -hmm. and uh we were arguing about something and something i believe to my core is like i believe the best in the people around me i believe the best in maddie so even when she hurts me i take a moment before i say anything to say like i know maddie loves me knows me is there for me has fought for me and i think about that when i think about bringing up conversations same in relationships like i really take my time like my last relationship i was really upset by something (laughs) and i waited until i woke up the next day i like thought about it a while and then i brought it to his attention because i was like i believe the best in this person but this thing hurt me and expressing my needs are important Mm -hmm which we talked about last time, mm-hmm. expressing your needs are important, but it's also important to believe the best in the people you're with. Give them the benefit Why of the doubt. would you date them if you didn't believe they were good people? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's important to kind of hold the tension of like, I believe the best in the people around me and I'm hurt. It's important to express that I'm hurt. So I'm going to and trust that they can hold it. Mm, you know, yeah. like, I trust that my friends can hold when I'm disappointed in them and not crumble because uh, they know I love them. That's like like a fear that I have that people I think just that's crumble. True of everyone in our generation. People just crumble in front of me. Everyone always says the same thing. Mike's so intense. I am. I I understand that about myself. Mm. But maybe that's my filter to like filter people out. You just can't handle me in a romantic relationship. I don't know or mm-hmm. or I just learned to be less intense. I just feel emotion very intensely. So I'm just like really scared that someone will crumble under the weight of my words. Mm. I'm I'm trying not to make them cut you, you know, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my tone, maybe it's my face. I don't I don't know yeah. my glare. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's I think in that area I need um to learn a lot. Hmm. Well, what do you think cuz you know yeah, what do you think, Jordan? <laughs> think, think what? Well, I mean, 
I, I feel similar to you. That's why I was kind of like, I'm going to deflect answering that because I, I feel things really intensely too. I think I'm a very passionate person. I'm a very intense person. And my immediate reaction was like, I don't think you should feel the need to censor yourself when you're with someone. Um, but I think you both need to be able to hold yeah. tension, which it requires some character strength. Definitely. To say like, don't like you right now, but we'll fight for you. Yeah. I think my love for people in my life has never been questioned. Um, I've gone through uh, interesting circumstances with my blood, with my blood, and they've kind of wronged me in really personal ways. But mm-hmm. that love has never been touched. Like, it's never questioned. It's, I'm just pissed, you know, and I'm like shocked. Mm-hmm. I feel everything. But that platform is never touched because I hold that sacred in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jordan? You still haven't told me what you want me to answer. Well, what is, <laughs> where is your mind? Um, I mean, in my personal experiences, as far as like interpersonals and relationships, um, I come across as somebody, and I've noticed this and actually been complimented on it, in the fact that I sound like I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking. Mm. Um, it's something that I feel like I'm good at. I can kind of talk in the moment and be really good at sounding like I know exactly what I'm saying, even if I don't, but that's what I do for a profession. I teach math to kids, (laughs) right? And sometimes these kids ask me questions that I don't know the answer to, and I have to be able to give them an answer and give them the right, like, and be on the, like, you know, work off the, the The hip, shoot off the hip, go, 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 go. Right. And I'm good at that. And I'm also someone who processes my own mind verbally. So I just share things Mm -hmm. to understand them. And in certain romantic relationships, the, my, my girlfriend or whatever has not felt confident to speak up about things Mm. that they disagree with because I sound so confident in what I'm saying, even though I'm really just trying to be a part of something that's a collaborative brainstorm. Mm. Um, Mm. And so for me, I want somebody to stand up to me more. Mm. Mm that makes more sense i'm not totally. so much like being necessarily intense or like breaking somebody or like i would love to be challenged i feel like yeah. you guys recognize that about me just literally yeah, 10 are. minutes ago mm-hmm. is i welcome you do. somebody to improve who i am as a man mm-hmm. top to bottom so yeah. please tell saying? me if something that i'm doing is wrong because i feel like maybe in the moment i i could take that in a like a way of you know being mm-hmm. stubborn about it or try to you know like uh defend myself in some way but at the end of the day you guys both just admitted that i'm the type of person who wants to be challenged and to take any sort of feedback about what i'm doing and take yeah. that on and, and try and be a better man so mm-hmm. yeah um in my interpersonals that's kind of my experience of that mm-hmm. yeah Interesting. there's like this level of respect you have for people that are able to like stand the ground against you in a way in an appropriate way in right way, in, like, yeah. in a non-stubborn way in a way yeah. that's going to be productive for not in an aggressive way not not in yeah, some malicious not way to be intense and not yeah. to tear you down i think i feel the same like i think um i think there are stereotypes around women who are like career driven mm-hmm. and passionate and fiery which i have been described as um (laughs) your hair is turning red right now (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean like there is an a stereotype around that that like i'm automatically intimidating right and i think that's always bothered me because i feel like i'm actually like similar to you like i want i want to like be caring and gentle and compassionate to someone and I want to be understood like I want to be heard and to be validated and like not be 
um, not be torn down, but you can challenge me. Like, if you don't yeah. think what I'm saying is right, tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn. Um, but I think I've come across in relationships someone who doesn't tell me anything until they're breaking up with me. Or I've, I've gotten that as yeah, well. Yeah, or like I'm breaking up with them and it's because they've never communicated with me. And I think, I think I'm just like hoping to find someone who doesn't feel like they're risking everything to communicate with me. Yeah. Because I really do believe the best in my friends and I believe the best in the people I'm dating or else I wouldn't date you. You yeah. know, like I obviously see something in you. So like disappoint me, frustrate me, get angry with me. Like just be honest. Be honest. And we can work through it. That's mm-hmm. life. Like, Or we don't. But at we least don't. we've communicated throughout. Yeah. And I, I think that's like something that what you were talking about, I think there's like a, a fear around just being honest. It's like, yeah. but that's how you learn. Like, I have so much respect for my ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend, Zach, he's one of my friends. He's an incredible person. He's so knowledgeable. He's so kind. We did not fit. Yeah. But he's one of my friends because I... I think we both entered the relationship in a time when, you know, we knew ourselves enough to be able to communicate in a way that was authentic. And when it got hard, it got really hard and it didn't work. But like, I can still look at him and say, I have no bad things to say about Zach. I think he's a great person. We'll be friends. We still send each other really stupid memes. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's a great person. I have so much respect for him. And I, I hope that's how all my relationships go. Like he really has been my favorite relationship because there was a authenticity and a like trueness to ourselves where we realize like, oh, we don't fit. But that's not a knock on you and it's not a knock on me. Mm-hmm. We just don't fit romantically. And that's okay. You yeah, know? I think that comes from just a very open line of communication, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think he would say he's not the best at communicating. That's why we broke up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to listen to this. Hi, Zach. Um, but, yeah, My I mean. Zach. <laughs> he's Shout great. Out. He's a great person. Um, yeah, I think it takes being your true self and being willing to risk yeah. That and know that like like i still know that zach believes good things about me yeah. and he knows like i was talking to him today and he was like you know that i have respect for you and i believe the best of you i will never drag your name in the mud and we had a really messy breakup but it's just because like we don't fit i can't knock you on that mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. i think there needs to be a level of respect when someone's being honest with you that like you might not fit. That doesn't make them a bad person. No. You don't have yeah. to hate your ex, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that comes through a lot of experience and growth and maturity as somebody who, you know, can leave something. And and it's not easy for both parties to agree yeah. that you're not compatible. Because yeah, relationships so are many hard. times people yeah. just get blinded by the um, infatuation and just different, like, caught up on things. But at the end of the day, really – you're not that compatible with that many people. Yeah. And it's okay to walk away from something being like at peace with that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's not to say you, you, you're not hurting because you spent time with them. You had moments, but yeah, yeah. ultimately you have peace about the decision that you're making, the hard decision that you're making. Yeah. 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 Which is something that, um, I personally have experienced probably like once I've always been the one to get dumped. 
because I could never. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, no, don't, don't, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Like, mean mean it. like a, like a puppy like, died over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it like that. No, you're good. I meant it yeah. like, oh, I feel for you. I've been dumped like out of the blue. Like I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I think I've only dumped one girl in a relationship, like an actual relationship. Dumped is such a hard, like it's so such a harsh, harsh word. Term. You've been oh, yeah. dumped. You've been <laughs> dumped. You've Go been in dumped. the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> Promoted to a friend. <laughs> Love that. I'm going to use that. Hey, it's not working out, Jack, but I'm going to promote you to a friend. Yeah, yeah. promote you to a lower uh, level. Um, See my secretary about saying. the details. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. I've always been the one packet at the door. I've always been the one to get dumped. And um, I think it's just hard for me to hurt people. I don't like hurting people. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. This might be just my like mystic self of believing good in everyone, but I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I'm not saying like, I, I agree with you, but I'm also not saying like some people like it, but I just don't like it, you know? Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like some people definitely have a strength to just them sticking to their guns and realizing that something's not for them and being like, yeah, you're right. Even though it hurts, I will go through this. But I'm always like... Mm. God, but you never know. What if, you know, what if I made a mistake, you know, and I hurt oh, them and yourself. I, sh- yeah, I shattered no, I their heart and I'm like, oh man, like things could change though. I don't know. I don't Interesting. know. I feel like I've just learned a lot through where I've been through and the variety of relationships and intimacies that I've had that I'm at a place now where it's pretty easy for me to look at someone and be like, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes with experience. Mm-hmm. I think it t- comes with experience. I've reached a level in my romantic relationships where I can see that like in certain aspects. Um, but I, that's something I still struggle with. Well, I think it's embracing your own identity, your own truths, your own kind of just Your needs. own wants. Your yeah, own and lo- just what yeah. you... Needs. Yeah. Oh, man. We were big <laughs> on that wants. last time, huh? <laughs> um, needs. Yeah. We yeah. were big on that talking yeah, last think, time you were here. I think that's important to express your needs and to be comfortable with saying like i need this from a person i don't know i'm just, I'm just such a like a fighter and I, I i like to give it my all and i like to fight for a person and and almost to a fault where i try to save them and whatnot mm-hmm. and- but save that for the time where you've decided that that's your person yeah, yeah you can't give that you to are everyone. gonna be an incredible I'm giving that to partner. everyone <laughs> well, because you're just full of love dude you're full oh, of yeah. love. And the thing is, though, that's going to exhaust you. Yeah. And it's going to make you shut off good qualities and characteristics about the way that you love once you enter into a, the right situation and make it harder for you to get back to that place. I think that's hard, though, because I, I think I'm similar to you where, like, I am an all-in person. Like, yeah. I don't look at other guys when I'm in relationships. Like, I don't feel things when I'm in other – like, I am in it and I will do everything I can to make this relationship work. And I think sometimes that like what you're saying is that you're treating that relationship like this will be the relationship. Not because I know that, but like I'm going to fight for it in that way. And I think sometimes it can take like a little tweaking. Like for me, it's my friends who are incredible of being (laughs) i'm just gonna shout out all my friends um no i have great friends who have like in my last relationship where they were like hey i i don't i don't think this is it i think you need to call it and like i know that was hard for them like i mean i have so much respect for my friends and they are not they're not women who are gonna be like ew i hate him you know like they're they're not like that there's a depth of like 
yes like they know me and i remember so crystal clearly my friend megan was we were standing in her kitchen and and i was like what do you think i should do and she was like i think you should call it but i think he's a great guy you know just like holding the tension with me of like he's an incredible person but i don't think he's your person Mm -hmm. and i think it's hard though when you're an all-in kind of person and i think some of that comes from like backgrounds you know like you just fight for things even when it's like i have hope for things i'm like very hopeful in a relationship almost like a false hope like i grew up in a home where it's like probably my mom should probably should have left years before she did Hmm. you know um but i think i just grew up watching someone fight all the time so it was like oh i'm supposed to fight for my person i've seen my parents do that countless times yeah and so i think it just takes a little bit of learning of like oh like he's a great guy he's not my guy Mm -hmm. and i want to give my all i'm an all-in kind of person but hopefully i can know like when that person is the right person but i also think like i don't know i think i feel similar to you where it's like if i'm entering a relationship already i've already done a lot of weeding where it's like i'm anticipating you as someone i could be with yeah. And so I, I'm going to give it everything I can until we can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like I, I'll date someone, but if I'm actually actively trying to like be in a relationship over time, it's gotten to that level, then yeah, that's my mindset. Yeah, I'm all in. Why, why else would I be taking it to this level? Yeah. So, and it just makes it easier for me to be all in. Yeah. You know, I'm like that too. Yeah. Probably to a, a point where it's like, I don't know if you should go that intensely. Like, yeah. I think I'm just like that, you know? I just overwhelm people. <laughs> Scare them off. But, but I love you. <laughs> uh, How many that... times have you been in love? That's a good oh, question. Sorry, that's a great question. No, no, I don't that's, mind. That's a okay. good question. I don't mind answering any question, really. Mike and I are pretty, like, open to anything. Yeah. I just, let I me see. In love. I thought I knew what love was I when I was in. Like the movie My Knees. <laughs> I'm just, I just speak with my hands. I'm just a passionate just person. Want, we, we've had some spills on previous episodes. Yeah. So I just want to make sure okay. we're, we're being cautious of the. Okay. Uh, it was me. I spilled. Okay. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I thought I knew what love was in one mm. relationship growing up. But I was. Mm. I, I attribute that, I guess, ignorance or just, I don't know, ignorance, I guess. That sounds like a bad word. I, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. You feel everything you can at that age. Yeah. I, yeah and that was my capacity at that age um as i got older i think i've totally have been in love i fell in love with this girl but it sucked because (laughs) (laughs) he said (laughs) he laughs after he says it sucked (laughs) i i fell in love with her but then at like Mm. almost immediately after that i realized she's not the one oh that's so hard so i was like I was like, I was gonna tell you about that meme because I think you sent it today. Me cleaning up my own mess after I've given like the wrong person all my love and affection. No. It's like this like guy mopping He's all like, these hearts. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. SpongeBob. I've shared that. Oh, <laughs> SpongeBob. So uh, yeah, that that's what it was. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know the long term effects that did to me or even short term. I think I'm just more cautious now. Because mm-hmm. I experienced that and it was almost immediately I had to pull back because I was starting to realize and starting to see more clear. I'm like, damn it. Interesting. I think we disagree on like, I mean, I'm not necessarily disagree, but I think you have a very like love is a choice. Love is a decision. Love is a verb. Love is like all these things in one. I feel like I've fallen in love more times than I could count. Really? 
I, I love very heavily and very just like, I love you. Like I really do. Um, to a lot of people that I can say, um, but does that mean that it's like the same love that I'll say to, you know, someone, if I decide to get married to them? No, because there's, I think there's different definitions of love as far as like love is like this emotional draw to someone else mm -hmm. that is just there despite all circumstances, scenarios, or, mm -hmm. you know, characteristics of that person or mm -hmm. whether or not it's even meant to be, or I'm willing to put in, you know, the effort that it would take to make that situation work. I think I could still love that person. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I would agree with your you disagreeing with me. It, it's yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. yes, you I disagree. agree with that. But I think that I'm the type of guy that I really w won't know the depth of my capacity to love until I meet that person that I'm gonna be with. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say earlier when you were describing your your first situation it was high school girlfriend, right? No. That you. No, what did you say? Hi, you loved her, right? So you said that's I thought I did, but no. Then but the thing I, that's what I'm saying. I disagree. I disagree. If you thought you did in the moment, then you did. I think that way too. Which is what I. I mean, I I feel like I kind of said that, but yeah, I like, said that, but I didn't. I because I, I, I don't know. I'm a realist too, so you, I have that part of my. Did you say it with like any sort of in the moment when did you tell her that you loved her? Yeah, I told her I was in love with her. Okay, Aww. now when you I said it to her, I remember her Cute. face in the whole moment. Yeah, it's a Cute, powerful it's did. a powerful thing. I think you did, is what I'm saying. It's I think you did love her. And looking back, there's this recognition of no, that didn't work out. I don't that's not the love that I might want, but I don't yeah. I don't think you should discount uh, the fact I see that what you're in saying. the moment, yes. Yeah. I you know that did way too. That's really that's really good clarity. I totally know what you mean, and I would yeah. agree with that. Um, I've never really thought about it like that. You did. Because you loved it, it kinda didn't it didn't work out. So I was like, hmm. maybe that wasn't it. But but that's not true. Because I did love her. I told yeah. her that multiple times. I think that's totally important too. Like that's what I think I've felt in relationships too where I don't feel the need to hate my exes. Like No, I don't really hate any you of know, my exes. Like, I, mean, in I the... hate all of my exes. So if any of you guys are listening to this, I hate you. That's a good thing they Suck live in it. Texas. No, I think, I mean, I think in the moment, like I, my first relationship I've shared with both of you, like I think was tragic honestly like I really thought I was going to get married I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with that person like oh that wrecked me it broke my heart um but now I can say like I loved him with everything in me and where I know understand love to be now is not him you mm. know what I mean yeah it's, it's like, a different kind of love. I, right I loved him as much as I could at 20 yeah that's why I said my capacity at that time Exactly. I was able to love And I think I fell capacity. in love can, when I was like 14. Like I went to science camp. You can say that camp. same thing about you. <laughs> I want to hear the science camp story. But I need to say this. I'll, we'll forget yeah, to come back now. to this if we don't. Yeah. Yeah, no. You will say that same thing about the way exactly. you feel love right now in 10, yes. 20 years. And it will still be true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It will still be true. I think that's so true. Every time you fall in love, I think it evolves. You're getting older. Yeah. You're understanding more about love. Understanding more about yourself. Exactly. I think that's for me too. It's like I don't go into relationships feeling inhibited by my past. There are things I definitely work through. That's why I have a therapist. Shout out to Nicole. What up? I know what she's going to listen. <laughs> um, but I work through things because I don't want to enter a new relationship holding past burdens. Wow. And I don't like I, I mean, to the extent that I can, I try really hard to like walk into a relationship saying like, 
I'm all in. I'm giving everything I can. This is who I am, uninhibited. I'm not going to worry that you're going to do the same thing that person did because you're a different person. Like, that's what I really, really try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, as things come up, I have to work through them. Um, because of my assault history, I have to work through things like that. But I work through them with my therapist, and then I go into my relationship like, I'm still here, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to, like, fall in love with where you are in the moment. And... And to be uninhibited, like if you're in love, say it. Because you don't know if you're going to have that day back. And you don't know if that person's your person. But if you love them in that moment, tell them you love them. You know, like be in love, be happy, be in the moment. Because at least for me, I feel like if I don't marry this person, I trust they are walking to their altar for the person they're going to marry, knowing that they've been loved, they've been cherished, they've been held to the fullest they can with me, with other women, and they're going to commit their lives to this woman. And I don't want to be a negative story in someone's life. Yeah. If I don't have to be. Like, obviously, bad things happen. I've been cheated on. Really, really painful. But I I look back on that and I think, like, we were so young. I forgive him. I wish the best for him. I have no hard feelings towards him. Mm -hmm. It's just life. You know? Living and, in a place of peace for sure. Yeah, Learning and I loved him at that too. time. I loved him with my whole heart, with everything I could. He was my first love, you know? Yeah. Other than science camp. <laughs> science camp, James, I looked for your phone number for years. If you hear me, call me. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> let's, uh, we got let's, some questions. Let's oh, yeah, some let's, do it. let's do it. I got a couple here from uh, your lovely roommate, Maddie. Oh. Maddie. Maddie, first, what up? Her first that. one is, uh, what is your advice to tell a roommate that they <laughs> fart in their sleep? Please, I'm desperate. Dang, it be like that. <laughs> Who's she talking about? Herself. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing, Maddie. I know you fart in your sleep, and I still love you anyway. Well, see, next. that's the depth of love. <laughs> next. She said, next question. <laughs> and her next question is, uh, <laughs> what is your... <laughs> She asked a couple here. I love that. Um, Maddie's already cool in my book. Yeah, She's Maddie's awesome. dope. She's the best. She said, what is your advice on how to tell your roomie that you watched season two of Big Little Lies without no! her? <laughs> oh, my God. If you did that, you're dead to me. Well, I bet she did. No, she didn't. She didn't uh, confess to that. She just wants advice. Probably for someone else. She is calling me out because I watched all of season one without her. Rip. But she was That's at a work. Great show. And what is I it? was home High alone. Key. Well, I love like what is it? that sort of Big Little Lies. drama suspense. I love drama. Like that. Uh, I love but it's it. it's a it's a specific type of drama. Yeah. That drama is, is my everything. Good drama. It's not like it's more real. Big little lies. It's not just it's like the best. Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, look it up. Netflix? I binged, I binged all of season uh, one in like two days. Uh, HBO. Uh, so good. Not that rich. Maddie, if you watch season two, I'm upset, but I forgive you. <laughs> because her love goes beyond that. My love goes beyond that. Do you that. understand that, you. Maddie? Our love. But you will watch oh, season two with me that. every single episode that you've already We're seen. We're disappointed, but our love goes beyond <laughs> that. <laughs> I love that. Mike's a part of this now. Um, <laughs> part of our roommate debacle. By the way, I'm moving in. <laughs> the oh next God, question that. is from Jesus Vea. We've had him on. Oh, he's so cool. The homie. The homie. We, we need to hang out with him. Yes. Because we keep talking about it, but yeah. we're just busy as, as all can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He asked, what is the least talked about behavioral issue that adults face mm. and need more awareness about? Great question. That is a good question. <clears throat> hmm. 
I think, um, okay, well, my personal perspective, not as a therapist, just as Shelby, is that I truly think we all have so much more in common than we have differences. I think people in general, like we all have experienced rejection. We've all experienced love. We've all experienced fear. Um, so I think anxiety, depression are things that a lot of people talk about in a certain way, but not really in the reality of it. Hmm. Um, like I have an anxiety disorder. It doesn't stop me from doing things. I think I'm a pretty spontaneous person. I think I'm a pretty like relaxed person, but I have a lot of anxiety. And I think that, um, in conversations around mental health in general, there's a lot of things that we don't really want to go to because they feel either taboo or they feel like things we've already over talked about and we feel like we know everything about. Mm. And I think both are damaging. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like, I think it's important to just like hear people for where they're at um, to understand each person is going to be unique and different to be able to take that in also holding that we all have a lot more similarities than we have differences. And so most likely you can probably relate to something that someone's been through. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's why there's no harm in believing certain things. Like believe in whatever you want to believe in, because we have a lot more in common than we have apart, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's important to talk about who you are, the things you're going through and to feel like you will be accepted because you're surrounded by people who love you. And whether that's anxiety, depression, or, or worse, you know, um, I think there's a lot of taboos around just conversations that you should have with your close people. Mm -hmm. Like I talk to my friends about everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think you should, I don't, I don't feel any taboos with my friends Mm -hmm. and I hope that I'm part of the majority. I don't think you should feel taboos with your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right on. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Was that it? That's it. Cool. <laughs> That's all the questions. Yeah. Sometimes wow. we get a lot and sometimes we get a few. I just think it depends on like who's on social media that day and who's totally. just. Yeah. And then off. also like it's a day of two, you know? Yeah. 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 Posted late. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Guys, that thanks for funny. having me on. Thanks I'm a huge fan. On. Huge fan of the podcast. I've listened to all of them. Have you really? Yeah. Wow. So cool. Thank you. I really you. have. I feel like I've learned a lot about you guys. Really? What do you in know a about weird us? Way where I'm like, I don't know. If I From a that. distance, like, <laughs> yeah. how are you doing, Mike, like, with your like uh... stalker vibes? Where you're like, oh, is it that thing that you talked about in episode five? Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's and a thing we've experienced though too. Is we we're talking to our friend Esau. Shout out, you beautiful, handsome prince. Boy. Um, I love that dude, but he's like, I'll be like, hey man, I feel like I haven't talked to him forever, and he's like, that's crazy because I I hear I you like talk you. <laughs> every single yeah. week, yeah. every Monday. Yeah, but it's I cool. appreciate I, it. I I appreciate the fact that I feel like I just hope that this brings our community of friends closer together, and that we're bringing our different friends on this podcast mm-hmm. to just talk and people to tune in and hear about our Definitely. our interpersonal relationships with our different friends, and yeah. and just to bring people closer together. I think that's my I'm, that's like my learned objective of this podcast that I had no idea when starting it. Yeah. I appreciate that you guys have the pump up culture vibe. And I I think that's really true. It radiates through your podcast of wanting to elevate people, wanting to encourage people, wanting to hear about people's lives and discuss things that are hard. And so um, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. You guys are so sweet for having me. Yeah, Um, of course. Yeah, I I think it's an honor because I think you guys are doing something that's important. So thanks. thanks. Yeah, you got it. We appreciate it. 
appreciate appreciate you appreciate guys it. i appreciate this well i mean this sorry i didn't make enough jokes on this podcast oh, you, you didn't did. make enough jokes we can drop some so knowledge serious. though no i think it was just You're a. Dropping i feel knowledge. like every time we have a conversation especially just the three of us it's just a very like yeah. oh we're going to talk but i'm a goofster believe oh. it i put pranks she said the word gooster <laughs> I told that's how you jokes. know that's, that's how you know a gooster is when they say when, when they I say i'm a gooster as a yeah. like a when they're goober. self-proclaimed i'm funny <laughs> trust me promise. Believe me. promise you guys i'm, I'm funny spontaneous. Oh. i swear it just, i'm so funny <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like turning it off so, now. Okay. They're like, All right, end of the you. podcast. Believe me, when they I'm start funny, roaring, that means that's the end. <laughs> this has been Blank with Friends. Mm. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. Peace and blessings. Bye. See you later. Love you guys. <laughs>